Pastor Dan, as he brings the word. Thanks. <laughs> uh, I, I just love church, by the way. Um, I love you. I love seeing you. I know you, the people in this room. Um, been through highs, been through lows with you. and I mean, it's pretty ridiculous. I was thinking about Cameron and Kelly. Cameron and Kelly are here. Do you know where they work? They work at Target. Which means they've been working like 24-hour shifts, sleeping, eating, living, you know, existing at Target. Yet you guys came on a Sunday morning. Come on, right? I mean, come on. Are you kidding me? And Cameron, I just realized, like, Cameron is teaching our junior high kids right now. And I went back there and I was like, dude, like, you didn't have to come today. Like, you should have told him. He's just like, no, I'm awake. I'm awake. So, I don't know, man. I just, wow. Like. So, so impressed right now. Just amazed at the family that's here. I, I love you guys so much. Um, well, it's here. The Christmas season is upon us. I hope you've had a wonderful Thanksgiving weekend. I know I have. Uh, speaking of busy, Kelly told me that she's been so busy at Target that they're celebrating Thanksgiving today. So, um, just so you know, there's going to be way too much food. You're going to eat too much, but it's going to be fun because there's football on afterwards. So, that's Thanksgiving. Um, and then my wife brings home two pieces of pumpkin pie for the kids to eat the next day. But I thought it was for me. Well, I knew it was for them, but it, come on, it was really for me. And then yesterday, my six-year-old said, where's the pumpkin pie? And then mom was like, well, and then I had to fess up and say, I ate it. And then my six-year-old was crying about the pumpkin pie. So that happened. <laughs> But then I put some whipped cream in a bowl and gave her a spoon, and she was happy. So, it all worked out. Anybody put their Christmas lights up yet? Anybody? Anybody? So, I did. I love putting up Christmas lights. It's one of my favorite things to do. In fact, if you know me, I'm a pretty satisfied guy in life, pretty content with my life. I don't go around going, oh, woe is me. You know, I'm pretty happy about things. And uh, Christmas lights, though, always gets me every year because I work so hard. I'm out there. I mean, it was cold. It was real cold. I was out there late. You know, that night, like, you know, late cold and I was happy until you drive to Pastor Randy's house and you get light envy but we all know the uh, cure for light envy what is it (laughs) you better believe it like honey we're going to the store we don't have any money I don't care I'm I'm not even joking I was on Craigslist last night trying to get more lights from people because this is I mean it's ridiculous let's be honest it's absurd but it's fun it's fun I enjoy it I love the season I, I love I love all of it. I, I like to embrace it. I, I hope you get a chance to go out and, and enjoy yourselves. I think the Northwest does a great job of celebrating the holidays. Uh, we went to the Sumner tree lighting on Friday, which was incredible. Um, if you've never gone, it's really fun. Last year, it, was, it wasn't fun. It was pouring down rain. Um, so, but I still wanted to go. I'm like, I'm not missing out on this, right? Like, I, we're going to have fun. And so we, well, actually, my wife stayed home. But I went out there with a couple of the kids, and we watched that uh, bridge get lit um and there's like 10 of us this year there's like 10,000 of us i mean it was just crazy so packed um and so much fun so i hope you get a chance to do those types of things and, and enjoy uh, those types of things but i i pray for all of us as my a prayer for myself pray for my family but a prayer for the church family that we'd also in the midst of it all stay close to jesus this month right i mean i i think the reality is all that stuff it can kind of act as just one big distraction keeping us from focusing on the real reason for christmas 
Have you ever done that where you, you make it through the season? And I mean, it's like you're talking about like Christmas night or even the day after Christmas. And you're like, oh, yeah, it's about the birth of Jesus. And, and, and that happens to us. It's it just easy in the world that we live in for that to happen. And I just encourage us to keep it simple, right? Just keep it. What is it all about? It's about Jesus coming to this earth. Being a baby, born in the, be- in the, in the manger, uh, dying, rising from the dead. It's all about Jesus, 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 Jesus. Have fun, enjoy yourselves, but remember, Jesus is the reason for the season. That's a bumper sticker. That's good. So I, I also know that the holidays can be a difficult for a lot of people, right? I mean, extremely difficult. You just think about the painful experiences, painful memories of your past. Um, for a lot of us, we think about loved ones that have gone on or loved ones maybe that we don't have a relationship with anymore or, or they've passed on. It's just, it's hard and, and, and you, you miss them. And, and so it kind of, it can affect your mind. It can affect your stomach, your gut, right? You get anxious, nervous. I just encourage you, um, God really loves you, as that song said. He, he loves you. And, and the Bible tells us that the Lord is gracious and he's compassionate. The Bible also tells us that He cares for you. And so just allow Him to care for you. Does that make sense? Allow Him to show His compassion towards you. Allow Him to minister His love over you this Christmas. I, I just encourage you, He doesn't need you to fake it till you make it. You, know, that kind of, you don't have to put on a good show. You don't have to put on a good face. He wants you to be real. I, I felt this at the worship night. Uh, three things that the Lord spoke to me uh, to share with the people at the worship night. One was that He loves you. Two, that he is for you. And then three, he's just bigger. Uh, We've got to realize that God is bigger than, than what we understand. And, and I just want to encourage you, he's big enough for all of you this holiday season. So he's big enough for all of your emotions, all of your feelings, uh, even the ones that you're embarrassed about or that you're ashamed about. I mean, just bring them all to God. Be as honest as you can with the Lord. Because uh, I believe in our honesty, that's where he ministers to you. Have you ever gotten stuck in your life? Often when we get stuck, it's when we're not will, willing to get honest with our true emotions and our true feelings. And so the Lord, he, he, he wants to minister to you, but you haven't shown him your real self. Yet. You haven't shown the authentic article yet to the Lord. So he's just ministering to a facade or ministering to something that's fake. Be honest with the Lord. You know, I always think about that. If you're just kind of doing that lukewarm thing where you can do that forever and not change. But get real. Like, get ugly and real. Get broken, desperate for the Lord. And the Lord, it's the beauty of the Lord is, what does He do? He makes beauty out of ashes. It's in our desperation. It's in our brokenness that the Lord comes and ministers. So I just want to encourage you, in this season, I get it. There's a lot of emotions, a lot of feelings, a lot of hurts. Bring them to the Lord. He's big enough. For all of it. As Melissa was sharing that story. Just a lot of fear in that story. A lot of anxiety. But she brought all of who she was to the Lord. And allowed the Lord to minister to you. Because when the Lord ministers to you, don't you know He moves you forward? Doesn't He? Have you seen that? There's a great song about moving forward. That you don't get stuck in your past. You don't get stuck in your hurts. Or you don't get stuck in those things. You actually allow the Lord to minister to you. And then what does the Lord do when He ministers to you? Actually, the faith begins to rise. He picks you up. And he makes something beautiful. I want that for every one of you this season. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Today, 
I'm excited. I think it was Ray Mayer doing announcements, and I thought he did a great job. I love having the different life group leaders do announcements. We've got 14 life groups here at the church, so we're trying to get all the leaders up here to talk about their groups and give announcements. But a lot of, a lot of stuff going on. We've got the pastor's lunch, brunch on Saturday. Kathy always does a good spread. I'd encourage you to come. Even if you've been going to the church for a while, I still want to get to know you. Maybe we can get to know something new about each other. And then also we got Clint Gresham coming, which is blowing my mind. To be honest, if I'm just transparent here, I texted him, or, and I was just like, dude, you don't have to do this. Like, you're in a busy, busy season, it's stressful, and all those types of things. And he got back to me, and he said, you know what, I want to do it because the Lord has given me a word for your church. And at that point, when a Seattle Seahawk tells you that he has a word from the Lord for your church, you say, okay. <laughs> so he's coming, and I'm pretty excited about that. But today we're starting a new series. I'm really excited about this series. It's firing me up. It's called A Gift Worth Giving. A Gift Worth Giving. For me, maybe this makes me shallow, but I love it. I'll embrace it. One of my favorite parts about the holidays is gifts. I love giving gifts and I love receiving gifts. I remember the gifts you give me. I, I just love it. And I know you're not supposed to go there sometimes or I've heard, had pastors make me feel bad about that, but I just love it. I mean, as a kid, I mean, anyone remember the joy of being a kid when you'd wake up and you knew that Santa had come to your house. Now, I know some of you don't believe in Santa. That's, that's all good. The, the sleigh won't go, though, unless you believe. But <laughs> I, I just remember being so excited for Christmas, and, and I remember what I received. I remember getting that Aerobee. I remember getting that football. I remember getting that bike. And I remember Santa. He would come, and Santa he filled our stockings well with the little lifesaver book. If you remember that, he filled up my stocking with kiwis, and he filled up my stocking with sardines. Anyone else get the sardines or the? You get the sardines? Okay. So Trevin the other day he was like, "That sounds a lot like Papa." I was like, oh, I, and I said, Papa and Santa probably know each other, but, you know, I, I don't, I, I, I'm not going there. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to not believe. So, because um, he got me a bike once and that was really cool. So, <laughs> but it's a gift worth giving. And, and I, I think about my Uncle Steve and Uncle Steve passed away. He died when I was a young kid, but he, he kind of wrecks me when I think about him because he was so anti, like he, like he was just a rebel. He's the guy that, you know, went to Alaska and killed a bear and brought it back and, you know, all those things. And just a cool dude that he gave me and my family, we're, we're pretty much, you know, pacifist, you know, peacemaker kind of, you know, we're, we're the first to die in the war. Um, so, but Uncle Steve, he, he gave me a, a Transformers cap gun rifle. And I was just like, I couldn't even watch Transformers. I'm like, oh, I thought it was the coolest gift in the world. And I look at my parents and they're like. Uncle Steve. And then, so then he made it even better a couple of years later. He got me a hunting knife. I mean, this thing was legit. I'd never even touched a knife in my life. And I just pulled it out of the thing. I'm like, <laughs> and my parents are just freaking out. So then he's like, okay, we need to stop giving him weapons. So from then on, he would just give me the biggest bag of M&Ms that he could find. Merry Christmas. And of course, my parents again, like, oh, Uncle Steve. But I love it. And I remember all those things. I love Yes, I love Christmas shopping. I know a lot of guys are like, oh, I don't like shopping. I love Christmas shopping. I love, on Thanksgiving, one of the traditions is just to go through every one of the um, uh, advertisements in the paper. I get the Thursday paper, and I look through every one. I didn't buy anything this, this weekend, but I just enjoy that. And, and it's an enjoyable thing to me. Yes, I'm shallow or whatever. You, you can judge me all you want, but it's fun. 
And it's just so wonderful to give gifts, but it's also fun to, what, receive gifts. And the beauty of standing here this morning is when we talk about gifts, is that every one of us who is a Christian in here, and most of us are Christians, is that we know we've been given, what, the best gift of all. And that gift has a name, and his name is Jesus. Isn't that great? I mean, we miss that sometimes. We just blow right through that. But Christmas is a season of giving, giving gifts. Why do we get? We give because we know that we have received the greatest gift of all time, the gift of Jesus, the gift of God sending His Son to this earth to save us of our sins, to rescue us from captivity, set us free, and give us eternal life. What a gift. What a gift. I mean, I was thinking about this week. It's like, what gift could compare to that? There's nothing. And so you've got to celebrate. You gotta, church, we're so grumpy sometimes. You've got to celebrate the gift that we have in Jesus Christ. I mean, it's the main part of Christmas. Like, let's keep the main thing the main thing. And don't stress out. By, Christians are always stressing about, like, well, we've got to do this or we've got to do that. I just want to encourage you to relax. I mean, you, you already got it. The, the season is the season. Just, just praise the Lord. Like, man, isn't it cool that Jesus came to earth 2,000 years ago and he was born? And isn't that crazy that we have a Savior? If someone doesn't like that, just sing a song to them. Like, joy to the world, the Lord has come. Everyone will enjoy joy of the world. Have you ever heard what joy of the world is saying? Joy of the world, my Lord has come. Let earth receive a King of kings and the Lord of lords. And we get to sing that song with our non-Christian brothers and sisters. How cool is that? So just relax. Just embrace it. Sing the songs of Christmas that Jesus, God's Son, came to this earth to save humanity. It's that good. Enjoy it. And this morning I can say with certainty that the reality, that event, the the baby born in that manger, that event, and you can tie it in with his death and his resurrection, it changed history forever. Right? Can we just come to an agreement on it? It changed history forever. It's the defining moment of history. Changed everything. And you know that moment, it changed my life forever. Anybody else here changed by Jesus? Changed by the gift of Jesus in your life? Just radically changed. Not like just a little change. Like He changed us, right? He changed us. What a gift. What a joy. I was thinking about my life without Jesus. So lost without Him. So wounded without Him. Just hurt and alone and abandoned without Jesus. And Jesus came in and He rescued me. And He gave me a life worth living for. What a gift. The Bible talks about Jesus being a gift from God. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, it says, For it is by grace you have been saved. And it, just put, that, put your name in there. Dan, it is by grace you have been saved. Jeremy, it's by grace you've been saved through faith. It's not from yourselves. It is what? It's a gift from God. It's a gift from God. So my salvation, my life, all that I am, it's a gift from God. A gift from God. And who is that gift? It's the gift of Jesus Christ. And this season, church, I just want to encourage us, relax and get excited. Like we just get so uh, and angry and red cups at Starbucks. I mean, I just relax. Relax. Get excited. Get excited. Because here's the deal. As much as I love receiving gifts and giving gifts and all those things, and those are good and, you know, just... Don't get in debt, but, you know, as much as I enjoy those things, the greatest gift of all is Jesus Christ. And the greatest gift that we could give someone else, guess what? It's Jesus Christ. It's Jesus Christ. Do you believe that? And I want you to take note of this this morning. And if you're taking notes, you might want to write this down. Just the idea, as much as we have received the gift, we need to be willing and able and ready to share the gift. People need to hear about Jesus this season. And I know you can say that every season. And I've only been alive for, what, 35 years? But I'm saying in the 35 years I've been alive, I don't think there's been more of a time when people need to hear about Jesus. But I also feel, and maybe this is a glass half full kind of mentality, I think people are ready to hear about Jesus. 
I feel like this is just the season. It is ripe. The harvest is ripe. Yes, the workers are few, but the harvest is ripe. I, as I talk about Jesus with people, as I've been sharing my life with the people around me in the community, I haven't had a lot of opposition. I mean, I get that the news just kind of scares us to death sometimes, but in my life, in my community, there haven't been a lot of people yelling at me about Jesus. There's actually been a lot of people asking me questions about Jesus. Do you know why? Because people are without hope. They're desperate. They're depressed. They're discouraged. They're broke. And they want to know that there might be something more to life than what they're currently living. And we have the gift to share with them. We just got to relax on some of this stuff. Relax and share the gift. I want you to see this. This idea of you know sharing the gift and that it's not just for you. It's Luke chapter two verse ten. If we could put it on the screen, this is the shepherds and this angel comes and the angel comes. If an angel came to me, I'd freak out. I freak out about spiders and people hiding behind walls. But if there's an angel, you better believe I'm freaking out. So they're freaking out. They're all afraid. And what does the angel say? Hey Dan, just chillax, right? Relax. Don't be afraid. I bring you what? I bring you good news that will cause what? Great joy for who? For all the people. Oh, I thought it was just for me. No, it's for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Ah, Let the heavens rejoice. But did you see what happened when Jesus came onto the earth? Again, a moment that defined history, changed history forever. The angel is declaring that it will cause great joy for all the people. Joy. Again, I talk about joy, but I just love the idea of joy. Somehow the, the world, the non-Christian world has accepted the word joy during the holiday season. I love that. Joy, you find it in the songs, you find it in the malls, you find it uh, you know, hanging up at the local city hall. Joy, it's an acceptable word. But where does joy come from? Joy comes from the verse that I just read. That, that's why we have joy in the Christmas season, because joy came for all the people. And again, just relax as a Christian. As a Christian, you don't even have to give the gospel message. Just talk about joy. Because every time you talk about joy, you know what you're talking about? You're talking about Jesus, because Jesus came to the earth for all the people to give them what? Great joy. Talk about joy. Joy to the world. The Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. But you know what? With the joy of Christmas and Jesus and all those things, I don't know about you, but I'm guilty of this. Sometimes I'm looking for joy in other places. Anybody else looking for joy in other places? Like you go to the event, you look at the lights, you drink the, food, drink the water, you know, eat the food, whatever you're doing to try to get joy. And those things, as great as they are, and as much as I love them, they just don't satisfy at the deepest level, do they? That's why Christmas can be so depressing. Because the only true, great joy, abundant, life-giving, full-of-life joy can only be found in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, He's the one that came to the earth. I mean, think about that song. Joy to, the, joy to the world, the Lord has come. So why is there joy to the world? It's because Jesus has come. Let earth receive her king. I, I was thinking about that this week. I was like, come on, earth. Receive your king. Receive your king. Come on, earth. Come on, people. Wake up. Receive your king. He came to earth. Come on, people. Receive your king. Joy, joy for all the people. The king has come. Joy, come on people. Right? Joy, receive your king. He's come to earth. Receive, receive. What is that? That's receive the gift of Jesus. Some people haven't opened up that gift yet. Right? There's people, maybe you've even said the prayer, but you've never opened up the gift of Jesus. You've never received him as the king of kings and the Lord of lords. You've never received the joy that no one can take away from you. But that's what He came for. He didn't come for any other reason but just to give you joy, to give you life. 
He came that you might receive eternal life. Receive joy. What a gift. What a gift. Peter, remember Peter? Peter's walking with Jesus. Peter was, he was an entertaining guy to read about before Jesus' death. And after his death, he kind of puts Jesus, in, or he puts Peter and says, Hey, Peter, you're this rock. And, you know, do you love me? Feed my sheep. All that stuff. What does he tell him right after that? He tells him how he's going to die. Remember that? We always skip that part. He's like, and you will die hanging upside down. Well, a lot of us would be like, oh, oh my goodness, I've got to go to Disneyland and you know, enjoy my life before I die. No, what does he do? He just starts telling everyone about Jesus. Jesus loves you. Jesus is awesome. Jesus is amazing. And then he says, if you believe in Jesus, in 1 Peter 1, he says, if you believe in Jesus and Jesus is in you, you will have inexpressible and glorious joy. And I'm going to die upside down. I love that. That fires me up. Because that's not a guy living for this world. That's a guy living for Jesus, living for the things that matter. He has joy, not just happiness, not just I was you know, happy because I had some eggnog and a pumpkin pie, which is awesome. Again, I had so much pumpkin pie. But there's a joy, a deep-rooted joy. I just love that. It's amazing. What a gift that we have been given through Jesus Joy, inexpressible, glorious joy. And again, what could we open? Again, I love presents. I love opening them. But what could I open that could compare to inexpressible and glorious joy? Nothing. You say, Pastor Dan, there's nothing. (laughs) Nothing could compare. And so then the question I hope that we're willing to ask ourselves, and maybe you don't have to ask it, but I'm asking it. Are we willing to share the gift that we have received? Are we willing to share it? If we truly believe that this is a gift from the Lord, that He's given us great joy, that we now have this joy, unexplainable, inexpressible, glorious joy within us that nobody can take away from us, are we just going to keep it to ourselves or are we going to share it? It is meant to be shared. It's never meant to be kept to ourselves. You know why I know that? Because I heard Emily Faber's message last week, which is just so amazing. She read John 3.16. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God, He didn't send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but what? To save the world through Him. He gave His Son for the world. So His Son isn't just for you. It's not just for me. The gift is for the entire world. He wants everyone to know Him. The joy came for what? All the people. He wants all to come to believe in Him. I think it's important to understand because in a group like this, most of us are believers. And we can get really comfortable in here and we can kind of do our thing and and have fun and and just kind of huddle up together and and, and have our community. And and, and there's some good things about that. But the world around you, we have people all around us who God loves very much. And He did not send His Son to condemn them. We are just so happy and ready to condemn all the people around us. But God, when He sent His Son, He didn't come to condemn them. He sent the gift of His Son, what? To save them, to love them, to give them eternal life, and that they might have joy. Church, isn't it time that we would just stop grumbling and complaining and we would share the gift that we have? And maybe you're saying, well, maybe, you know, Dan, I get it, but that's actually not my job. In fact, we pay you to do it. Like, so Pastor Dan, we pray for you, anoint you with oil, and send you out. Go do stuff for Jesus. But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says it's on all of us. It says you are the light of the world. Put your name in there. Jeremy, you're the light of the world. Lori and Lori, double Lori's, light of the world. Faith, light of the world. 
When I hear that, I don't know about you, I'm just like, hey, you know, not me. <laughs> it might be somebody else you're talking about, but I ain't no light. But he says, no, you're light of the world. The city on, set on a hill cannot be hid, nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on the lampstand it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine. Hmm. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they might see your good works, glorify your Father who is in heaven. You know, there's a light that came 2,000 years ago, and it now resides within us. Which is crazy again, like, are you, what are you talking about? Yeah, Jesus resides within you, the light of the world. He resides within you, and you can shine that light. And it's not a time to hide the light. It's time to shine, because guess what? You've been given a gift in Jesus Christ and His light that is worth sharing. And so for the next four weeks, I'm, telling, I'm just so excited for this series. This is what we're going to cover, this gift of Jesus and what it means for us, what it means to shine, what it means to shine the light that Jesus has given us. And so today we're going to see that Jesus in Him, God has given us the gift of hope. Next week we're going to see that in Jesus, God has given us the gift of His presence, Emmanuel, God with us. The next week we're going to look at how in Jesus, God has given us the gift of reconciliation. A reconciliation, remember that verse when God talks about we have been now reconciled back to God because of who? Jesus. And now we have the ministry of reconciliation where we, that's kind of scary, right? I don't want to reconcile with you. Are you talking about, yeah, I know what you said and you did this and you and acted like this and all those things. No, he says, I have, as we've been reconciled, I want you to have a ministry of reconciliation. That's a gift from the Lord. And maybe you're not going to come that Sunday because it's too painful, but it's in, the, it's in the Bible. And then the fourth Sunday is going to be, God gives us the gift of Jesus and it's the gift of life. The gift of life. I cannot wait. Invite your friends during this time. We got plenty of seats. I found that in the holidays, people are searching for something more than this world can offer. And Jesus is and will always be the answer to our longing and the yearning that is in our hearts. Your friends, your family, your neighbors, all of them, Jesus loves them. Again, He didn't come to condemn them. He came to save them. We got to get that right. He wants them to receive the most amazing gift this year. And again, sometimes when we talk as Christians, it always sounds like we're talking about like next year or the next year or like someday my friends will come to know Jesus. I think, I really believe this, that this is the time. This is the time. People are ready. Their hearts are ready. I just see that, a fertile ground. Not, and don't be an idiot. Just love on people. Shine your light. People are just craving light. It is a dark, dark world. They are craving light. Now is the time. So invite your friends. He loves them. Give the gift worth giving. We're going to talk about hope today, but before we do, let's go ahead and pray. Lord Jesus, I just pray that you would begin to break through. Break through my heart, break through uh, our minds, break through uh, our, our past experiences, Lord. Uh, this, era, this, this whole topic, Lord, it can just cause us to seize up with fear and anxiety and worry. But I just pray that you would break through that today, Lord. Your light would shine. Show us what it means to truly receive the gift of hope and share it with others. Lord, let this be a time of transformation. We are so happy to be here. In your name we pray. Amen.
God, we put our hope in You alone. Amen? We put our hope in You alone. It's true. Our, our hope is found in Him. Christmas, it's a reminder that all of our hope is found in God. But we remember that when Jesus entered the world on that first Christmas morning, hope entered the world. God's people, they've been waiting for a Messiah. Remember that? They were waiting for the Anointed One, the Christ, to deliver them, to, to rescue them, to establish His earthly kingdom. They were looking for a Messiah, hoping that He would come and save them. And Jesus, He came, didn't He? Messiah came. Maybe not how they wanted, not how they expected Him to come, but He came. The Anointed One of God, their Savior, came. And we now know that He didn't just come for the Jewish people, but He came, what? For the entire world. Great joy for all the people. He came to save us, including me. Truly the hope of the world. It's a powerful truth this Christmas season. I hope it penetrates our hearts today. That as much as it's a season of joy as I was talking about, it's a season of hope. Again, one of those words that you're going to see in a mall. It's just crazy to me that we get to see words like that. And again, the hope, where does it come from? It comes from Jesus, the perfect gift of hope. Have you noticed that wherever Jesus goes, hope goes? (laughs) I love that about Jesus, right? Jesus is hope. When the angels announced His birth to the shepherds, the shepherds came and Jesus brought them hope. As the wise men worshipped Him as the King, they were filled with hope. As Simeon and Anna, remember Simeon and Anna, they're at that temple worshipping God for for quite a while and, and they see this boy and they're filled with hope. When Jesus began His earthly ministry, remember He gathered those first disciples and He called them out of the boat. He said, I want you to be fishers of men. And He gave them hope. He gave hope to the blind. He gave them sight. He healed the lepers. He set free those who were demon-possessed. He brought hope to even the worst of sinners as He forgave them as of their sins. He hung out with tax collectors and prostitutes, giving them hope. He gave hope to the downcast and the forgotten as He proclaimed that the first shall be last and that the least among you shall be the greatest. Remember, He brought hope to that thief on the cross. And He said, Today... You will be with me in paradise. And now because of the perfect life, His death and resurrection, He's brought hope to all of us, to all the world. Because of Him, all who believe in Him have hope of eternal life. That's hope, right? Come on. And the hope He brings, I I just hope we get it. It's a gift. It, It is a gift, right? The hope that Jesus brings into our life is nothing that we could do to earn it or to deserve it. Our hope of eternal life doesn't exist because of all the good things that I've done, not because of my efforts in morality or following a bunch of rules. The hope that we have in Jesus is all about what He has done. And that's why Christmas, I I don't know, I'm just trying, I hope things get shaken a little bit today because that's why Christmas should overwhelm us just a little bit. Like our breath should be taken away when we begin to think about what really happened that Christmas morning, that this baby boy, he came to earth, God the Son. It's this incredible act. Again, we just take it for granted, but it should shake us this morning. It's this incredible act of God's love, of God's mercy, of God's grace and compassion on his world. I was thinking about it this week. I was like, God, what does it all mean? Right? The hope that I have. The rescue, the deliver, the, the, the saving that you've done in my life. What does it mean? This gift of hope that I'm forgiven, the gift that I've been set free, the gift of eternal life. I was thinking, you've given me this gift of hope. Now, what do I do with it? And it reminds me of something somebody told me once. They probably stole it from somebody else. But it just wrecks me and it wrecked me this week. It just got to my heart. It rattled me this week. They told me, they said, Dan, when you enter a room, hope should enter a room. 
Because Christ has entered the room. When you enter the room, hope should enter the room because Christ in you, the hope of glory, has entered the room. It just wrecked me this week because it's true. But I don't know if I always live that way. I don't always think that way, but it's true. We have the hope of Jesus as Christians. I mean, even if you don't feel it or you don't, you know, your emotions aren't feeling it, it's just a reality of who you are in Christ. If you're a Christian here this morning, you can claim that you have hope in Christ Jesus. And when you enter a room, hope should enter the room. If, 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 if there's a room and it's the darkest, darkest, if you've ever seen, you have the light of Christ, the hope of the world in you, and you walk into that room and light should shine. I, mean, I get that we're living in a crazy world. And there's a lot of talk right now out of Christians. It just sounds really doom and gloom to me. And the talk is actually, to me, it sounds like you're serving a powerless God. As if Jesus isn't really the Savior or the healer or the baptizer in the Holy Spirit or the soon and coming King. Church, He's coming back. He wins. I mean, I get that there are uncertain times, but sometimes I'll read things on Facebook and I'm just like, come on, where's your hope? You speak as one without hope. Where is your hope? Remember, you are a person of hope. We are a family of hope. We are children of hope. We are a nation of hope. We have hope and it's not in this world. Our hope is found in one person and one person alone. God the Son, Jesus Christ. Listen to this. 1 Peter 3.15. This one gets me going. But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, allowing, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. If you're a Christian here and you say, I don't have hope, you have hope. Maybe we just got to pray long enough to remind you. Hope is in you. Hope is in you. And you have a reason for your hope. Who's the reason for your hope? Jesus, that's why we always have an answer. You want to come to me? You're like, man, what is your deal, Dan? You're like always like just talking about Jesus. Like, what's the deal? Like, why? I mean, why aren't you freaking out? Why, everyone else is running away from the battle, but you're running into the battle. Why are you running that way? You're supposed to run this way because I have hope in Christ Jesus and Jesus is my life and Jesus has given me everything. And if I die or if I live, it's all gain for me. It's all good. Do you know that heaven is actually better than earth? It is. So while I'm on this earth, I'm going to freak out for Jesus because I love him. I'm going to be like Peter and tell everyone, God did not come to condemn you. He came to save you. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Repent and be baptized. Repent and be baptized. Repent and be baptized. Because if you kill me, I'm, I'm now hanging with my bro, with the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, who's closer than a friend, who's closer than a brother. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Jesus Christ is my hope. We have a hope inside us. Jesus is the reason for that hope. If you've got Jesus and you enter a room, I don't care how dark that room is, hope enters the room. Light comes into the darkness. You guys know I've just been getting my rear end kicked by my chronic pain stuff. I mean, went to the doctor again on Wednesday and I've never said this before in my life. They said, scale of one to ten, where's your pain? And it's a nine. I've never had it a nine. Normally it's like a four or five. It's just the worst time of my life but i'm telling you i've got the hope of jesus christ nothing is taking away the hope that i have in jesus christ no one in fact i told my dad i said the lord's been ministering to me in such sweet and special and deep and awesome and perfect and dangerous ways speaking things that no one else could speak to me and no one can steal away from me i have a hope 
in Christ Jesus. Listen to this verse. I love this. These verses are firing me up. Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. So he actually wants to fill you. Hallelujah. Supernatural filling of the Lord. May the God of peace fill you with joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may what? You may abound in hope. May the God of hope fill you up so you can abound in hope. May the God of hope. Church, that's not for somebody else. It's for you. Claim that this morning. The God of hope. He want, I mean, like when he fills you, you know what it's like when he fills you, he just covers, he just fills you and everyone else in that room is so discouraged and so depressed and woe is me and the sky is falling. You're like, I got hope because I got Jesus because the God of hope filled me up. Abound, abounding. Think about abounding. Like we're so sophisticated in our religion, right? Like, and, and God loves you and, and stay calm and, and Jesus is the reason for the season. No, he said, I'm abounding with the hope. Ah! You can't take that away from me. Did you love the confidence that comes in Jesus Christ? I love that my wife and I, when we're struggling, we'll just be looking at each other like, we, we got this. Like, the world might be all around us, but we got Jesus and a three coals. Like, it's just strong. Like, blah, 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 right? Just, you're kidding me. You cannot take that away from me. Even when you're crying, when you're bawling your eyes out, like in the worst of the worst of the worst, isn't it amazing how Jesus is there with you? I, we have a friend who's been going through some cancer treatments, and she, she talked about the pain was worse than she ever thought she'd ever have. And the Lord was there speaking to her. Why? She had hope. You have hope. Church, it is such a gift. We are a people of hope, abounding in hope, and we should be willing to share that with others. Remember, when you share the hope that you have in Jesus, it's not just a hope for today either. As the hymn, Great is Thy Faithfulness, it says, a strength for the day. Hallelujah for the strength that He gives us. In our weakness, He is made perfect. His strength is made perfect. Right? Come on. In your weakest moment, His strength is made perfect. So we have strength for the day, but what does that hymn say? It says, and a bright hope for what? For tomorrow. For tomorrow. We've got to remember about tomorrow. Jesus said there's going to be a time when there's going to be no more death. Come on, no more sorrow, no more tears, no more crying, no more pain. We gotta share that with people. Like we got this gift. Like, did you know? Like, there's gonna be a time when there's gonna be no more pain or tear or sorrows. And I want you to be a part of that. And so you share Jesus. Or think about this: you got this gift of Jesus, and you say, "Hey, Dan, I gotta go because I'm gonna prepare a place for you in my Father's house." There are many, many rooms. And for those who believe in me, they will get to live with me forever. I have that gift in me. Shouldn't I be sharing that gift with those around me? I think I should. I think we should. I, I think we're doing it. I think we're trying our best. But I think I'm just, I'm just telling you, like, it's, this isn't about you. This is about God and the move of God, the move of God's spirit in our community. I just believe this. He is moving in, in, in a powerful way right now. And, and he is, people are ready to hear about Jesus. And so we have this gift and we need to be willing to share the gift. I was talking to Jeremy. He was talking this week and we talked a lot this week. And he was just talking about some struggles his family had early on where they were just in a kind of a, to the world standards, a hopeless situation. But the Lord gave him hope, brought him hope. And I was like, man, this is exactly what I'm talking about. So I am making him come up and talk about it. So would you welcome Jeremy up to the stage? Yeah, earlier this week, we, uh, 
Dan and I, we meet every week and uh, we're able to uh, talk about some of the most amazing ways that God has shined into us and through so many people that we are able to see hope. And um, it seems like when life is feeling at its most hopeless, and we've all been there, we've all felt that despair, like when life is just piling in on you and it's just all garbage and it's just, it's just hard to breathe, we just have to remember that, that God is there. And he's there for us to lean on him. He, he piles that stuff on, you know, and it's okay. It's okay to have that on you because it's just to remind us, hey, we need to lean on him. John uh, fourteen twenty seven says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Sometimes when life is, you know, throwing rough stuff at you, it's easy to become afraid. It's easy to feel fear for what's coming up. God doesn't want us to worry about what's coming up in the future. He wants us to worry about here and now. He's already been there. He's in the past. He's the Alpha. He's the Omega. He's gotcha. So we just have to remember that God is with us uh, during our times of troubles and fear. Lucinda and I, we've been uh, married now for just about 20 years. And uh, we got married in high school. And so we've definitely seen our fair share of rough times. Uh, we were teenagers, so we thought we knew absolutely everything, which we did because we were teenagers. Uh, I've got two teenagers myself, and they think they know everything. I have to uh, keep them in check quite regularly. But, yeah, we've been married for almost 20 years. And um, we, we, we got started in ministry. When we got started in ministry, I was, uh, I was the janitor at Life Center North in Spokane, and Lucinda was working at Whitworth uh, Presbyterian Church in Spokane. And we didn't have a lot of money, you know, and Jonathan was like eight, I think, and Alex was 12. And all three of our children, all of their birthdays are two weeks apart. So Leilani's in March, and then, yes, and then Jonathan, and I had to think about that for a minute. Don't tell her I said that. And then Jonathan, and at least it's not the anniversary, and then Jonathan and Alex were both in April. And they're all two weeks apart. So do the math as to, Yeah. Well, we're most fertile, I guess. Um, uh, hey, Lucinda's not here, so I can say that. She's over in the office working, so I can embarrass her a little bit. Um, yeah, don't tell her I said that. Um, so we had just moved into a new apartment, and when you move and you're young and you, and you, you don't realize how much stuff costs, and we had absolutely no money. We barely had enough money for food. And I remember it was their birthdays, the, the boys. Leilani wasn't around yet. And it was their birthday, and we had no money. We went out. We were able to scrounge enough money to get a cake and some food for them for dinner. And we, were, we got home, and there was a note on the door. And we had just moved into this new apartment. And we were like, oh, man, you know, power's out. Or cable, you know, we, we were bad with money. And we were thinking, we forgot to pay rent. Or something, you know. We were really worried. I mean, that's such a stressful thing on a marriage. Money is always so stressful on a marriage, and we were really scared. I had that feeling in your stomach, you know, that that sick feeling you get when things happen. Well, we decided, okay, well, let's just go to the office and figure out what's going on. And we got to the office, opened the doors, and the lady who works there says, "There's a delivery for you," and looked down, and right there was two brand new shiny bikes that were delivered 
And she, I said, well, who, who brought these? And she said, they want to remain anonymous. Well, my parents lived in Texas, and Lucinda's parents are in the Philippines, and so we know it wasn't family that dropped off these bikes to Spokane. Somebody was shining the light of Christ to us. And we didn't know a whole lot of people, so it was just it was an amazing gift. And we were able to provide these two bikes for the kids, and they rode them for years and had so much fun. And God is just always so good. He brought us hope to a hopeless situation, you know, and and He shined the light of Christ for us. And 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 the thing, the way I could repay that now. And this happened this morning. This happened in between services. I walked back there and I saw my son. He, he's crying, you know. And uh, our, his, my oldest son, his older brother, he looks up to him. He's going through some issues. And uh, he saw a picture of him on the Internet and it wasn't a good picture, you know. And so Jonathan was crying. It just finally hit him. And the only thing I can do for him now is to shine the light of Christ into Jonathan, pour everything I have into him, and then one day he will, in turn, probably do the same thing for his older brother. And so I just want to end this with this thought. Romans 8.31 says, What then shall we say in response to these things? I'm talking about these fears, these downsides, the, the issues with my other son. And it ends up with, If God is for us, then who can be against us? And so, yeah, that's it. Thank you, Jeremy. That's so powerful. I love that. So let's get practical. I think that's why I wanted you to share. Just such a practical example of hope and what you just shared about your son. Just extremely powerful to me. We've been given this tremendous gift of Jesus, and he's the perfect gift, and he's the gift of hope. But because we have Jesus, and we have the freedom, we have the life, and we have all those things, I just think it's important for us to allow the Holy Spirit to teach us what it looks like to share that. I was just talking to Melissa about it. It's like, I just need the Holy Spirit to help me on what it looks like to share it. And again, it doesn't have to be like the 10-point gospel message, but it's how to shine the light of Christ in your area of influence, in, in your neighborhood, so to speak. And I want us to spend some time with the Holy Spirit, just allow Him to help us, to teach us in, in this moment, like now, like before we leave, that He would speak to us, where we could just hear from Him. Because I, I don't know about you, like, I want to really shine the light. Right? I mean, I ain't getting any of these days back. And I want to use every day I've got to shine the light. Because we got a gift, church, that is worth sharing. Do you believe that this morning? You know, so oftentimes we get just so loud in the world as Christians. We get loud with our fear. We get loud with our anger. We get really loud with our judgment. Man, we're good at judging people. But come on, let's get loud with our love. Loud with our grace. Loud with the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. Get loud. So I want you to think about a situation. And I'm talking about that situation that you've given up on, the people around you have given up on. I mean, the one that, I mean, it's dangerous for me even to talk about. It brings up emotions. It brings up feelings. The hopeless situation. Think about that. The, the one where the, the only hope is Jesus. And I want you to write it down on a piece of paper. If you have, don't have a piece of paper, you don't have a pen, the ushers have them right now, they'll give them to you. I just want, if you can, to write that down on a piece of paper. And over the next few minutes... I want to give you time right now, and if you've never done this before, it's a powerful exercise to actually pray over that situation. Sometimes we worry about the situation. Sometimes we gripe and complain about the situation. Sometimes we get 
freaked out and angry and mad about the situation. But I'm talking about going to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords over the situation. Saying, God, if you truly have given us this gift of hope, we pray that hope would be breathed into this situation. And as you pray, I want you to pray this as well. And this is a dangerous prayer. Ask the Lord what part He might want you to play in the situation. It's always nice to think about God doing something in someone else's life where I don't have to get involved. And I'm not saying to get involved in everything either. I'm not saying just try to do a good work to feel good about yourself. But ask the Lord. Allow Him to reveal areas where you can play a part. And it's hard because you kind of have to break through some emotions and feelings and those types of things. But again, this is a good place to be honest with the Lord. And write those things down. And the worship team is going to sing a song. And if you guys could come up. Um, as you do this, you, you, and it's again, it's a situation, family member, maybe classmate, co-worker, uh, anyway, just a, an area where there just seems to be no hope. Pray over it. But after you do it, and I, I'm not going to say that everyone has to do this, but it could be a very powerful time uh, for you. I, I would encourage you to drop it into this box. Because it reminds us, this, I love this, it reminds us, because sometimes like we put it on ourselves, right? We put it on ourselves that we're the Savior of the world and, and we're the ones that have to do everything. Jesus is the gift of hope. He's the one that has come to bring us hope of freedom, the hope of life, the hope of love and relationship with the God of the universe. It's Jesus. And so... I would just encourage you to pray over it. Pray over that situation. Pray how you can play your part. But also, if you're willing, get up out of your seat. Put it in the box and say, God, with man, this is impossible. And we all got those situations. But with God, what does it say? All things are possible. We're going to put our hope and our trust in Him and Him alone once again. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I just pray over this time that this would be a holy time, Lord. That we would not rush this. We wouldn't try to make it through this, Lord, and just do an exercise, Lord. We, we want to hear from you. We want to be moved by your Spirit. We want you to teach us. Even now, Lord, at first service, right away when I started praying, Lord, you brought my neighbors to mind. My neighbors where their mother just passed away. Um, and, and it's not looking good for the rest of the family with the illness they have, Lord. And, and you just broke my heart for that situation. Even now, Lord, you're bringing um, another person to mind, just an area where I, I need to um, bring a softness into the situation, that I, I bring harshness when I come to that situation. And yet, Lord, the hope that you want to bring to that person, part of that is me uh, to stop putting up walls when I interact with the person. Lord, your spirit is just speaking over me and in me and through me. I just pray that your spirit would speak to all of us, Lord, over these situations, that we could write these situations down to be encouraged by your spirit, that you bring hope to even the most hopeless situation. You bring light to even the darkest situation. Lord, there's areas that our hearts are just crushed. We are devastated and broken. And Lord, remind us that we are not the Savior of the world, but we know the one who is. (laughs) And we will turn to you, Jesus. The most amazing gift, this gift of hope. Thank you.